Okay, ladies, so today we're going to talk about breast health because breast health is an essential part of a woman's well being. Your breasts go through many changes throughout your life, from puberty to pregnancy to the perimenopause and the postmenopausal stages. Many of these changes are related to your hormones and their varying levels, but some changes may not be normal and can be a cause of concern. Millions of women are diagnosed with breast cancer each year. In 2021, an estimated 281,550 new cases of invasive breast cancers are expected to be diagnosed in women in the U.S., along with 49,290 new cases of non-invasive ductal carcinoma in situ breast cancers, according to the American Cancer Society. What does that mean? That means that one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. Now let's look at this worldwide. In 2020, there were 2.3 million women diagnosed with breast cancer and 685,000 deaths globally. At the end of 2020, there will be 7.8 million women alive who were diagnosed with breast cancer in the past five years, making it the world's most prevalent cancer. In the United States alone, breast cancer has already surpassed lung cancer as being the most diagnosed type of cancer. You may know someone who has been diagnosed with breast cancer or lost a loved one because of it. Unfortunately, I see a lot of this in my practice. Having breast cancer is a terrifying experience for any woman and their families. However, if found early, and the emphasis here is found early, there are excellent recovery rates. Experts alike emphatically state that the most important factor affecting successful outcome in treating breast cancer is early detection. So over the years, there has been a lot of controversy over SBE, also known as self-breast examination. For me, as a woman's health provider and one who is always preaching that you need to be your number one self-care advocate, I say as a woman, you must know how to do a breast self-exam for early detection. And here's my rationale for saying this and encouraging my patients to do it because not all of you come in for your yearly exams and that is so important. So if you're not coming in for your yearly exams and you're not seeing me once a year, then I don't know what's going on with your breast, okay? In light of that, I'm going to be talking to you today about how to go about giving yourself a breast self-exam and how to do early detection so that you can help yourself do it at home and you can be a part of being your number one self-care advocate in the area of breast health, all right? So let's dive in and learn how to do self-breast exams, why they're important, what you should be looking for when you examine your breast, the steps to follow when doing a self-breast exam, and then we're going to talk about what do you do if you find a lump, what do you do you know, with these changes if they're not breast cancer, what do you do with them, what does that mean, and then we're going to talk about ways to keep your breast healthy juicy episode. So stick with me for every last minute. All right, ladies, let's dive on in. Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast 
their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business, life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. Before we dive into today's topic, I just wanted to give a shout out and to dedicate this episode of our podcast to my dear friend, Dee Dee. Now, Dee Dee was diagnosed four years ago with stage four metastatic breast cancer. And to know Dee Dee is to know a bright light in your life. She's just one of those kind of people that just is magnetic in all areas. She draws people to her. She's funny. She's beautiful. She's vivacious. And she gives everything that she's got to her health. Now, Dee was one of the healthiest people that I knew about even before she got breast cancer. And like I said in last week's episode or a couple episodes ago, just because we're healthy and we do all the correct things that we're supposed to do doesn't mean that we're never going to be untouched with illness. But when we are healthy going into something, it is much better and our bodies at a much better state in order to help equip and support us with the fight that we're going to have to do possibly on the other side of that illness. And Dee Dee has fought vigorously for four years and she continues to fight to this day. She's tried all things. She's done functional medicine. <clears throat> She's done herbs. She does conventional medicine with chemo and all different kinds of things. So she blends all this stuff and she's constantly doing research. She's just a woman after my own heart. She loves life. She's a fighter. She's a researcher. And, you know, when she got diagnosed, she didn't look at it from a negative perspective. She looked at it from a very positive perspective and she chose to bring everybody along with her on this journey from a positive perspective view. And she doesn't complain much. So Didi, this episode from my heart is dedicated to you, my love, and we are all here with you. I pray for you daily for a miracle for recovery. I know how hard you're fighting out there and <clears throat> I'm here for you. So let's get into this episode. And Dee Dee is on my heart today as I'm talking to you about this because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So it is so important for us as women to be familiar with our bodies, okay? Because when you understand how your body is functioning, when you understand your body parts, when you know how your body feels, then you will be able to notice quickly whether there are changes in your body and, or like we're talking about today, your breast. Okay. So examining your breast ladies can help you detect any abnormalities, which can be associated with unhealthy breast or even worse breast cancer. Okay. And today we are talking about the topic, like I said earlier, about breast self-examinations. Doing a regular self-examination can alert you to when you need to see your medical provider because of any unusual changes. However, ladies, you should not just rely on breast self-examinations alone when screening for breast cancer or for your breast health. You may not feel a lump, yet a tumor may already be forming. As such, it's important to also have a regular checkup with your medical provider and get an examination with either an ultrasound or a mammogram, depending on which is appropriate for you at your age. Okay. A mammogram is a procedure that takes an x-ray image of your breasts. It can detect a cancerous lump up to three years before you can even feel it. Okay. And there's a lot of like little cal, um, cal, 
calcaneous things or things that are like calcium deposits or any of that kind of stuff that really can not be detected even through a breast exam where a mammogram can give you that view and can find that for you. So getting regular mammograms according to your schedule or um, if you have family history, you know, according to that schedule is very, very important. Okay. It is recommended that you do a breast self-examination once a month, one week after your menstrual period. It takes only a few minutes, ladies, so you can easily integrate it into your routine. You can do a breast exam standing in front of the mirror or taking it or doing it while you're in the shower, or you can also do it how I recommend and do it while you're lying down. And here's why. Okay. Also, before we get into that, you should also know that if you are aged between 40 and 50, it's best to have a mammogram every two years. If you're 50 and over, then it is recommended that you have a mammogram once a year. But if you have a family history of a first degree family relative, either on your mother's side or your father's side, then it is recommended that you start breast cancer screenings 10 years prior to that person, depending on however old they were. So let's say if you're aunt or your grandma or your mom or your sister or somebody got breast cancer at 40, then you would start getting mammograms at age 30. But if your grandma got breast cancer at age 70, you're already going to be starting to have mammograms by the time you're 40. So you wouldn't have to start it earlier than 40, which is the recommended time anyways. All right. So here's the thing. Why I think that you should do your breast exam laying down is because you can't feel more things when you're laying down, especially if you're a bigger breasted woman, you can, the breast tissue spreads out further. You've got more examination room. And when you're going up and down and you're not in the shower with soap, although going and doing it in the shower, we're going to talk about is also acceptable as part of this process, but along with standing in front of a mirror, as we're going to talk about and about doing it in the shower, I also want you to do it once a month laying down. Because like I said, if you're going and you're doing it up and down in the correct position and you're laying down, your breast tissue is much more spread out and you'll be able to feel things a lot differently. And you may not miss things as if you're standing up in and your breasts are in the recumbent position. Okay. So when you are examining your breast, what are you looking for? I get this all the time. So I want you to pay attention to skin texture to the presence of any type of unusual discharge, any type of lumps, discoloration, you know, shape of your breast and the nipples, because some changes are a normal part of aging and or your menstrual cycle. For example, it's normal to find a firm ridge under each breast. Okay. It may also feel, you may also feel lumps when your menstrual period is about to start. That's why you should do your breast self-examination you know, one week post menstruation, because your breasts follow your cycle as you go along. So as you get closer to your period, your breasts thus become more lumpy. And sometimes it's harder to detect if there's a lump or if there's not a lump in there, which is, or a true one that is to speak of. Okay. You want to look and make sure that, you know, if your nipples are always pointing outward, that they're all of a sudden not pointing inward. If they've always pointed inward, that's fine. Okay. But all of a sudden they just suck one sucking in and they've never been like that. That may be something you need to get checked out. If you have any, you know, puckering or pulling of your breast tissue, one breast is extremely larger than the other one breast. Usually most of the time is always bigger than the other, but if one is much more extremely larger, doesn't necessarily mean that it's cancer, but you would want to get that checked out as well. Or any type of discharge that, you know, is abnormal. If you've been 
you know, breastfeeding and you've lacked and you've been lactating woman, you know, anywhere in your childbearing years and I'll, and you still have some, you know, breast leakage. Sometimes that is a lot of times it is normal, but again, you want to get it checked out and make sure you don't have a clogged duct or something else of that nature going on. Okay. So here's the steps that I want you to follow when doing breast self-examination. As I said above, you can do a breast self-exam while in front of the mirror, or you can do it in the shower on a daily basis as just a daily routine check if you like, but I want you to do it lying down on the bed at least once a month, a week after your period, like I said, and, or if you are no longer having periods, or if you're using the IUD, or if you've got the birth control Depo Provera and you're not having periods, then just pick one day of the month and put it on your calendar and do it always on that day. All right. So here are the easy steps to follow. When you are lying down, you lay down on your back and place a small pillow under your shoulders. Begin with the right breast using your left hand and you want to use the tips of your fingers. I use the tips, the two next to the, you know, the ring, not your ring finger, but the one that are the two that are next to that, because you've got, you know, sensitivity in your two fingers and it's, you can press down hard enough, but it's not like you're going to hurt yourself with doing that. Okay. And then in an up and down motion, you're going to use the pad of your three or two middle fingers and press firmly, but smoothly up and down in your breast, going all the way up, going all the way down, going all the way up, going all the way down. And you want to check all the way from above your collarbones because that's where you've got lymph nodes. So you want to check from up there, feel that, do you feel any lymph, lymph nodes? And then you want to start your palpation right from underneath your, you know, your, 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 your clavicle. And you want to go up and down. And then you want to reach all the way out to your outer edge. And you want to be checking those armpits and checking your axilla for any type of lymph nodes, because you've got a whole house of lymph nodes underneath your armpits. All right. Then you want to check your breast. You want to squeeze up and down around the nipple to look for any type of discharge. Okay. And then you want to repeat the steps on the opposite breast, the left breast, and you want to use your right hand. Okay. And Ladies, I get this from a lot of people. They tell me that they don't like doing their breast self exams for many different reasons. Number one, they're afraid of what they'll find. Number two, they say that they're, they always feel lumpy. And yes, that may be the case. When I was still having periods, I had very, very lumpy breast, especially as I moved towards my period, they were very tender. They were sore. So what I did was I made a little chart. I drew little circles and I kind of documented on this chart wherever I felt those lumps so that when I did my breast self exam. And here's the other thing, doing a monthly self breast exam allows you the opportunity to get to know your breast from month to month. So if you felt something one month and you didn't feel it the next month, you could say, Oh, I didn't feel that last month. Maybe I need to go and I'll go check. I'll check to have my medical provider check this out. That's a great way to do it. And if you chart your lumps, then you kind of know where they are and you can kind of go, oh yeah, I felt this, this was there last month. It's on my chart, you know, and you can kind of get that presence and understanding of what your body feels like because each one of us feel differently. Okay. So that's when you want to do lying down. So what about standing in front of a mirror? Okay. So you're going to want to remove your shirt and bra and stand in front of the mirror. You're going to put your arms down at your side and look at your breast shape and any signs of swelling, discoloration, dimpling, puckering, or sores. Okay. Don't worry, ladies, if the size of your breast aren't equal, this is perfectly normal and is no cause for alarm. In most cases, like I said, unless one is extremely larger than the other one and is hot, tender, all that kind of stuff, but you would know. All right. So then you're going to put your hands on your waist and you're going to tighten your chest muscles. Move side to side and check your breast. 
Then lean forward in the mirror to check for any changes. Clasp your hands behind your head and check for any changes there too. Press on your nipples and look for any signs of discharge, which could be milky, yellowish, bloody, or watery. All right. So that's what you're going to do when you're looking in the mirror. You're going to put your hands at your side. When they're flat down, just examine them, put them on your hips, tighten your chest muscle, look at them from that angle, side to side, put your hands, clasp them behind your head, put your arms out, and then again, examine in front of the mirror to see if you see any type of changes. Now, when you're in the shower, I want you to stand there with your, you know, and feel your breast with the pads of three fingers of your three middle fingers. Okay. Lift your hand upwards and use the same motion described in checking your breast when you're laying down. And this helps if you have some soap on there too, because it allows your fingers to glide up and down. The reason that I want you to lie down and, you know, doing it in the shower are different is because when you have soap on your hands, ladies, and you're going up and down, it's easier to just glide over and miss a lump that may be there when you're standing and when you're doing it in the shower with soap. So it's okay to do it in the shower with soap. Don't get me wrong. And to look in the mirror, but I also want you to be doing it once a month lying down. Okay. Make sure when you're in the shower and you've got the soap on your hands that you're feeling your entire breast, including the muscles nearest your armpit and under your breast. All right. So go all the way around, do a thorough exam. Doesn't take long. My goodness. It probably takes like maybe a few minutes, if that much. Okay. So next question you're probably going to be asking, okay, so what do I do if I find a lump? So here's the thing. If you notice any changes, first of all, I don't want you to panic. Panicking and putting yourself in a state of worry or stress is not good for your overall health. Okay. As I mentioned, you know, most of the time, these are normal changes that can be due to hormones or aging. Remember 80% of lumps are benign. So I'm not trying to say, you know, make light of anything here because breast cancer is a very scary thing, but I'm also at the same time trying to just put your mind at ease and get you comfortable with checking yourself. Okay. Because if you've been doing self-examinations regularly, like I said, you're more likely to notice when changes are unusual. Okay. You should check with your medical provider. If you notice any of the following signs, your breast feels and looks unusual, your nipples feel or look unusual. There's a swelling in one or both of your breast. You have a rash around the breast or the nipple. There's a dimpling or puckering of the breast tissue of skin. You notice redness or dark spots on the skin around your breast. There's a lump on your breast. Any part of your breast feels hard or thick. Your nipples have become inverted. Your nipples have a discharge. Any of these type of things can be normal, but they can also signal something that may be abnormal. So you want to visit your medical provider so that they can perform a physical breast exam and recommend additional testing, such as an ultrasound and or mammogram, whatever is, you know, conducive for your age. Because sometimes if you're below 30 and your breasts are mostly fat tissue, they're going to recommend that you start off with an ultrasound versus if you're older, you're going to get a diagnostic mammogram and maybe an ultrasound as well. It's not to say that if you're under 30, you're not going to get a mammogram. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they most likely will start off with an ultrasound and then they will move into a mammogram depending on whatever that ultrasound may see. And a mammogram and an ultrasound look for two different things. Okay. So that's why they perform both of them because both of them have things that they're looking for. If they're hard, fixed, nodular, you know, they're looking for if something is solid or cystic with the ultrasound as well. Okay. 
So these are essentials to make a proper diagnosis. And in some cases, the lumps may have to be removed through a minor surgery called a biopsy. Sometimes they'll do an ultrasound guided biopsy. Sometimes some women have had a stereotactic biopsies. And these are both done to rule out if any of those tissue, those little cells in that breast tissue, if they're cancerous or they're not cancerous. Okay. So what can the lump or changes mean? Changes in your breast, ladies, don't necessarily mean that it's going to be breast cancer. Like I said, in many cases, the lumps are benign or non-cancerous. This can be due to the following conditions. Number one, fibroadenoma. A fibroadenoma is a benign tumor found in the breast tissue. Or you could have fibrocystic breast disease. Ah, that was me. I had it very bad. Painful lumps due to hormonal changes. And I had these hormonal changes every single month. And my right breast was way more painful than my left breast. Mammary fat necrosis. Those are lumps due to damaged or injured fat cells. Interductal papilloma, benign tumors found in the milk ducts. So ladies, there are a number of different benign type of lumps that can exist out there. So please don't self-diagnose yourself or disregard any changes. Please do not do that. The only way to ensure that there aren't serious is to have yourself checked by your medical provider. Okay. Because breast self exams are not bulletproof. Okay. And that's why there's a lot of controversy over if you should do a breast self exam or not. Okay. So I say you should, because this is something that you can proactively do on a month to month basis. And every little thing that we can do proactively for our health for me is beneficial. Okay. Breast self exam is not hundred percent reliable. Like I said, to detect cancer. However, it is an excellent primary indicator that should be the impetus for seeking a qualified diagnosis. So that's why I suggest that you do them because the other thing ladies is this, not everybody comes to the medical, you know, to their medical provider on a regular basis. That's one of the big reasons. Okay. Now, if you should detect any of these changes, then I want you to seek, like I said, medical advice. Okay. Don't stay away because of anxiety and or fear of what it could be. Okay. This will only add to any existing stress that you may have. And again, this is not supportive of your health. Visit your medical provider or breast clinic as soon as possible to either alleviate your concerns or to learn about treatment options. Either way, the sooner the better. Okay. Because catching breast cancer early is one of the best things that you can do or we can do for each other or ourselves to ensure that we get quick, prompt treatment to be able to help us get over it if it happens to be breast cancer, okay? The longer you wait, sometimes the smaller your options become. Now I want to talk to you about things that we can do to keep our breast healthy, okay? Because ladies, the best way to avoid cancer and other serious breast health problems is to keep our breast healthy. While some factors such as age, you know, and genetic factors are largely, you know, beyond our control. We know that, right? But there are some lifestyle factors that have a large bearing on breast health. So we're going to talk about those today and we're going to emphasize those today so that you can start doing these. And again, some of them are things that we talk about always. Okay. Because like I said, I always try to show and talk to you about some of the same things, you know, exercise, good food, you know, all that other kind of stuff, de-stress, but I try to show it to you how it affects different things and how the topic that we're talking about that day, how implementing those things into your, you know, self-care daily routine is going to affect 
that topic that we're talking about. So today we're going to talk about some of those things in light of talking about keeping our breasts healthy. So the first one is make time for exercise. Spend at least 150 minutes on exercise every week because studies ladies have shown that it helps reduce the biomarkers in the body that are signs for cancer. When we exercise, you are trying, you are helping your body to stay at a normal body weight. The more weight you have on your body, the more estrogen your body is producing. Therefore it increases your risk of breast cancer. And that doesn't necessarily mean in older women, it seems to be appearing in younger women as well, because we are seeing younger women getting breast cancer at a higher rate as well as older women. Okay. So you can't just think breast cancer is a disease of my mom's age or somebody who's over 60. We're seeing breast cancer happen in women as young as thirties and sometimes even younger. Okay. Next, wear a proper fitting bra. Ladies, choose the right size bra to fully support your breast tissue and prevent your breasts from stretching downward. All right. Now, I know we all want to look sexy in our bras. I do too. I've got my Victoria's Secret, you know, bras that I buy, but make sure that you go in and you have somebody properly fit you. Okay. Your breasts shouldn't be spilling over the sides. Your breasts shouldn't be spilling over the front. You know, you shouldn't have red marks um, on your shoulders when you take your bra off at night. Okay. Because it's two sizes too small and it's too tight, you know, and you want to squish everything in there. No, wear a proper fitting bra because it's going to help support your breast. And when you're supporting your breast in a healthy way, it's going to decrease, you know, those chances of your breast tissue becoming damaged and just even hurting. Okay. Number three, make, maintain a healthy weight. And this goes along with the exercise. Losing weight can help you decrease your risk of developing breast cancer. Because like I said, excessive body fat produces more estrogen and increased estrogen can lead to breast cancer, or it can lead to an exacerbation of a breast cancer that may just be starting. Okay. Next, avoid drinking alcohol. Alcohol is a known factor that increases your risk of breast cancer. If you can't avoid it altogether, keep your consumption to a minimum. Then lastly, as we've been talking about this a lot in almost every episode is manage your stress, make time for relaxation. Chronic stress can increase other hormonal changes in your body that can trigger the production of breast cancer cells. Okay. Stress equals inflammation. And we know that inflammation can equal and lead to doesn't necessarily equal, but it can lead to cancer. And one of those cancers can be breast cancer. All right. So I just wanted to let you know here on this ending note, okay, that since I'm just trying to get my thoughts together here. So just give me a second here that I want to let you know that even though the verdict is out across the board, whether we should be doing regular self breast exams as an initial way to detect any breast abnormalities, that could lead to serious conditions such as breast cancer. I want you to know that Michelle's point of view is I recommend it to all my patients and I'm recommending it to you here as well. Be your own number one self-care advocate ladies and do it monthly. No excuses as it could truly save your life. With that being said, you shouldn't rely on it solely as a way to detect potential breast cancer problems. If you find a lump at any age, ladies, go have it checked out professionally. And if you've reached the age of 40 or above, do the recommended screenings for your age group and, or if you have any first line, first degree family relatives, 
find out when they had their breast cancer and start appropriate screenings depending on the age that those first degree relatives had breast cancer. Breast self-examination should be started much earlier, like in your teens. Okay. That's when we should be teaching our young girls how to do breast self-exams because starting at an early age, ladies will allow them and, or you, if you're younger to get more familiar with your body, which will make detecting changes that much easier. Okay. Women experience many changes in their breast, particularly in their twenties and thirties. However, when you notice abnormalities such as lumps, discharge, rashes, that's when you need to consult your medical provider. So here's my final words to you. Just remember not to panic, okay? Because panicking can just lead to undue worry and to undue stress until we know about what something is. Any discovered changes may not be serious or cause for alarm. However, discovering health problems at an early stage is the key to positive treatment outcomes. So let me say that again. Early detection is key to positive treatment outcomes. And that's with any disease that we're talking about. Okay. So be your number one self-care advocate. This is October breast cancer screening month and October is breast cancer awareness month. So start doing those breast self exams if you haven't. And if you've done them in the past, but you kind of got lax about it, get back into a routine of doing them because ladies, I'm telling you, I found all of my own lumps. The mammogram didn't find any of them. I have very, very dense breasts. And when I went and had a mammogram, they didn't show up. They did an ultrasound and it showed up there, but I felt them because I was doing my own exams every month. I know my body's, you know, makeup. And I know when I felt something different and I went in and they all were benign, thank God. But like I said, the mammogram doesn't always detect everything. Sometimes you need to be there helping it out or helping the ultrasound out or helping your provider out. A lot of women, like I said, are only coming to their doctors every now and then. They're not coming for their annual gynecologic exam. And now that ACOG has pushed the pap smear to every two to three years, if you've had five paps, you know, in a row that have been negative beforehand or negative in the for, in the forefront, some women aren't even coming in every year for their yearly exam. So maybe here's what you do. You don't get a pap smear every year, but ask your provider to do a yearly breast self-exam. Okay. But you see the thing here, ladies is you're coming in only to see me once a year. That's why I advocate for you doing these monthly self breast exams, because you're going to be doing them the other 11 months out of the year. I'm not coming to your house and doing your breast self exam. So I need you to be doing it at your house, being your number one self-care advocate. And then if you find something, you come to me and then I'll take it from there and we'll move on together from that point. Okay. So I'm just leaving you with this. Like I said, early detection leads to better treatment outcomes. That's it. Those are my final words. So I hope that you got something out of this episode. I hope that you learned how to do a breast self-exam if you never have done it before. And you can always go on, on Google and you can Google how to do a breast self-exam. There's old ways, but the new way is up and down. It's no longer the circular motion. Like if you see that it's no longer the circular motion, it's up and down now. And do it a week after your period when your breasts are most not horm- influenced by hormones. If you're on birth control pills, use do, do the breast exam that for that week that you go back on the pills. And if you don't have periods at all because you're on a birth control method that stops your periods, or if you're postmenopausal, just pick any day of the month, but do them, ladies. Okay? 
So if you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot it, share it on your, on your profile or in your story, and I'll be sure to tag you back. Let me know if you like this, if you got anything out of it. Leave us a rating and review over on iTunes. Come join us over on Well Woman Network 360. And um, I just want to give you a little um, kind of forefront of what's coming up in the next podcast episode next week. And we're going to be talking to um, Kareen Chambersani, and she is the creator along with her mama, of the Diva Cup, and it's the Period Cup. And we had an excellent conversation. We had some technical difficulties, but I think overall the conversation was great, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And I think you're going to want to try and explore using um, one of these Diva Cups, Period Cups, because it is so much better. For I thought when I was having periods, I used the cup um, versus pads and versus tampons. So take a listen, you know, and that's coming up. That's just a little bit of a sneak peek of what's coming up. So ladies, again, I hope that you had a richly blessed week and may God bless your week this week. And you know, until next week, bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,